Good evening, good night, and in the case of Walmart on this panel, good morning. Welcome <laughs> to the Green Beach Podcast. We are all over the place today. We got Texas, we got the mountain top, we got the frozen tundra, and then we got a man from all over in England. What's going on, Adam? I just here, keep it cool, mellow. You know, it ain't as cold as before. It's getting springtime, you know, so you know, t shirts coming out. But it's one o'clock in the morning. So morning, everybody. <laughs> Maya, we are very happy that you could finally make your debut a week later than we anticipated. But you oh, know, it's all up. You look, you look refreshed. I must say, you look refreshed. <laughs> I just don't understand how the English is complaining about the cold lately. Like, what do you all know about the cold? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what do you all know? Yeah, and as everybody should know, that is Family, not even a good friend, but family to show Mr. Justin Marvel. Hashtag this Justin. What's going on, Justin? As the man said, boy, shorts, shirts. I couldn't believe it, boy. Like when they saw snow in me, I didn't think I would ever get here, but here I am. Boy, I, like, AJ, what happened on your end? Because men talking about us, so so what's going on in Texas? It is summertime, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I hear this man talking about spring. It is summer. It is summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I, bro, I've been wearing shorts about a month and a half now. If you like, oh my god, here the man, here the man, bragging on you, bragging on you, man. I don't consider it bragging because I have some active sweat glands, and this is Texas summer we're talking about. So this heat is be under this heat is be worse than Caribbean heat and humidity. At least we, I don't get any sea breeze here. So yeah, trust me, I won't be bragging when it comes to June and July and especially August. <laughs> Yeah, when you get the temperatures up in 110, 115, and, and they're kind of ridiculous numbers. Keep, uh, keep we correct. don't see. Correct. AJ on the show, bear by. <laughs> 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 you might be onto something. You might be onto something. <laughs> All right, fellas. So this week, our episode is called To Be or Not To Be. And I am pretty sure that Batman or Bill, Mr. William Shakespeare himself, wrote the title of today's show. In that famous literary work, Hamlet, back no later than 1601, he would never have imagined that this line would still be experiencing the level of traction and pop culture relevance it has in big 2023. But here we are. There is so much happening in the, that has happened in the basketball world over the last seven days that we may not even get to touch on the bubble rematches that are starting tonight <laughs> with the Denver Nuggets hosting the LA Lakers and the Boston Celtics in the Miami Heat over in the East. We'll see how it goes. Unfortunately, we go off the rip this week with Demetrius Jamel, more popularly known as Ja Morant, who got caught on IG Live bumping to some NBA young boy with one of his partners. When he decided to pull the piece out again and had his mind scramble it. So, the first question of today's show, to be or not to be an idiot? Because Jamara has now found himself suspended while he is on vacation from all basketball activities by his team. We have the commissioner doing exposés and interviews saying but I thought he had learned his lesson clearly we all did but Ja I guess he is going to be an idiot so Adam 
<laughs> first we come to you tell me about jama what do you make of all of this madness so um i will raise my hands and declare because most people that know me in basketball forums know of the support I have given to Jamarat prior to the idiocy displayed by wanting to associate himself as some sort of gangster wielding guns. Oh, first of all. And I, I have no regard for all your upbringing and your uh, all you, this is might be the life you might be used to, and what's not, what's not, what's not. In life, I have been fortunate enough to know individuals that are about that life in multiple countries, about that life. And I know what it costs them, regardless of the spotlight they may be in or not. All that being said, John Moran, you are a generational talent. The likes of, I believe, the closest thing we have seen since Derrick Rose. I think the best comparison of John Morant is Derrick Rose. We've had other comparisons, you know, Russell Westbrook, uh, Baron Davis before, all similar prototypes um, of that type of uh, point guard. Uh, but I think who is another player I loved, Derrick Rose, prime Derrick Rose, MVP Derrick Rose. John Rank could actually be more than that. He actually got a better jump shot than Derrick Rose had, even at MVP level, and so on and so forth. But yet, you find it necessary to not once, but now the second time, sorry, this is the third time, I believe, I believe, subject to correction, but this is this way, the second time you're in trouble for it. After you made us all believe that after the shortest rehabilitation in history, <laughs> you are past this and now somehow find yourself where you should be in Cancun, drinking, um, the, the, licking the wounds from the lashes that Brown and AD put by you and thinking about how to better yourself and distance yourself from this type of behavior. Somehow we are here again. I wash my hands of Ja Morant. And my favorite brand, Nike, should too. All the Ja one that you just get, that should be the one and last. I loved Kobe Bryant. I remember Kobe Bryant having to wait because of that court case, which, as far as I'm concerned, is less than what you're doing now because you double up. You literally double up. I am flexed at John Moran, and you deserve a, 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 a lengthy... I would suspend him for the season. I honestly, if I was the NBA, I would suspend I was wrong for Malice in the Palace. I was wrong when Kobe had his rape kids. I was wrong when, when Jordan had his gambling. I, we could go on. We could go on. The NBA should suspend him because you you fooled everyone, John Moran. Everyone. You should not play basketball for the next season. I think about it. That's what I think about John Moran right now. Well, what were you just saying? Um, do you agree that Josh should be suspended for the season? Yeah, for sure. Um, simply because, first thing first, the level of stupidity, right? Like, you can have your guns. I'm sure you're not the only NBA player with guns. Like, that's obvious. 
but why is it every time somebody pops on an IG live, you must be sure that these guns are seen? Like, is it like IG live equals guns? I, I don't know the equation. I I wasn't told about it, right? So I, I just don't get it. Like that for that stupidity alone, right? Because I am almost certain the NBA knows that he has not changed. But just don't put yourself out there to be seen. And the only thing I want to push back on Adam is this is not his lifestyle. This is a middle-class kid who went to a private high school who does not come from this life. And when you hear people who are actually from this life, there are two things. One, they are pissed off when people who are not of this life are coming into this life and pretending to be of this life because they will tell you they are trying to get out of it. I'll give you a prime example, guys. We all know, we are old enough to know Jay-Z came from this life. That, that, that is what Sean Carter's life was, right? Like He will tell you. Never have we seen, since Jay-Z has legitimized himself and his businesses, you have never seen or heard of Jay-Z flashing a gun of any type. Like, like, like not even a pretend one. <laughs> and that is a guy from that life. And I say that to see these guys want to legitimize your, themselves. So how is it that you, not from this life, have generational wealth now and willing to, to risk it all to go back into that life? Like, and I'm going to take it a step further, right, G gentlemen? This may be a, a hot take. And you know I'm not big on that. The mere fact, right, because remember, he would have lost money in terms of salary when he got suspended. He lost money because he was not able to qualify for the Supermax extension, missing out on an all-NBA team, right? So that is, what, $40, $40 million extra that he lost out on. He had a conversation, a sit-down with Adam Silver himself. He had rehab. He had a conversation with Kendrick Perkins, multiple conversations, apparently. None of these things have forced you to change. If I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, right? And none of these things, not a loss of money, not a talk with Adam Silver, not rehab has changed you. I'd love to move on from Jamara because nothing tells me that you're going to change your ways if you've done all this. And the moment somebody pop on a, a, a IG live, you want to hold out your gun. What about you, AJ? Because, I mean, this is going to be the follow-up that I was going to ask, but Justin has brought us there already. So, oh. are you moving on from Ja if you're Memphis? Oh, uh, so you just stick me with that question. I didn't even get a chance. To <laughs> well, you, can, well, you, go, you can come back and I, I come forward again. No, I, well, to be honest, yes, I, I do agree with Justin in that regard. I do agree that, that you move on from him. Now, um... Justin, I was listening to hashtag this Justin last night, and your your one of your guests on the panel, the, the guy who was a contrarian basically was making the argument that Memphis isn't really like a, a preferred destination for teams and whatnot. Yeah, but at the same time, Memphis is not the kind of tone where you usually see this sort of trouble, though. It is so true. <laughs> yeah, it is the, like you're already a small market. I don't think you want this sort of, and and I, I know I said earlier in the chat there's no such thing as negative publicity. There isn't, but at the same time, from the basketball, it, it's not negative publicity. But the Grizzlies were already publicized enough based on their basketball, right? They've had a lot, a lot to deal with. They already got rid of one issue. I don't want to 
class a man as something worse than that. <laughs> um, yeah, Mr. Soon to be Shanghai Shark. But, <laughs> but, but on a serious note, I digress. On a serious note, yes, I would move on from Ja because Ja didn't even have the decency to try to hide. He didn't even have the common sense to try to tell his partner, bro, you know what? We, 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 we strapped him right here. Just, just, but, but just it like was the partner who tried life. to save him because the partner went live, realized uh, that yeah. Ja put up the gun and quickly moved it away yeah. from the man. Like, so it was Ja. It, well, you're absolutely correct. But at the same time, Ja has to have a, a certain level of critical thinking to tell him, like, all right, don't, don't even do this because the, the sort of mood that we in here right now, like if these men were drunk and high or something, so like somebody else might do something because, like, think about it. It may not have even been Jada that had pulled out something, but suppose one of his other comrades, one of his other friends in the in the vehicle did, did it, right? It, it would kind of still be an issue, not as big because it wasn't him per se, but it would still be an issue. The fact of the matter is he needs to be the one to take charge of that situation. This is his life. He's the one who's at jeopardy here. Wait, Adam, did you say that this was his? this was actually his third time? Well, okay, because, because the first the first one was alleged. Was the first one right. was that someone saw him brandishing a gun, right? right. Uh, you know I mean? Remember the, the entourage. The second one is the one that was on that was reported, right. and that's the one right. you got in trouble for. Because remember the. So, you know what? You know what? You know what? To be to be fair, right? Let me let me let me go into a legal sense here. Ah, yes. Let me let me use the no no. Let me just say I'm I'm no I'm I'm just prefacing my further comments by saying that I'm going to actually use the term alleged because I, as as of right now the NBA is still investigating. True. So I don't want to say right. So I, I say so if if he is found guilty of what he has allegedly like if if the the gun is real if it's not some mock gun or whatever the case is. I mean, and I, 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 to go back. I completely agree with the the year long suspension because he clearly didn't. I mean, and we all. I mean, we all knew that he didn't do anything in rehab. Like, oh, seriously, Re rehab don't work like that. But we at least thought that he learned to not be an idiot. <laughs> Clear, clearly, that message is lost upon him. But if if this alleged, in, not alleged in the terms of what we saw, but alleged in terms of if he has actually violated rules according to the CBA. Then it's time to it's, it's time to to let him sit for a year, the um, NBA, and then the Grizzlies. After that, like there's no need to to continue this anymore, right? I, I, I and this is huh? I won't buy it. I I I respectfully disagree. You and Justin, though. I I would if I was Memphis. Right, hold on. I almost done. I I and I understand. I understand that. But hold on. Like, I I can let you jump back in. I almost done. And I, I if 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 Adam, the thing is right. If if this is really a case where after the investigation they found that this man has done this again, well, we we all saying in Grenada, right? I don't know if y'all are saying about this. Is once is a mistake, twice is a is a habit, three times is a puppy show. Well, we say we say twice is on purpose. Once is a but, mistake, right, so, twice is on purpose, three times right. But we <laughs> three times a habit. Oh no, nah, three times a puppy show because you can't be serious <laughs> at this point. But but anyhow. But anyhow, all I'm saying, I'm saying this to say if, this, uh, if these allegations are true and he doesn't beat this one because, like, we have seen a lot of individuals in our lifetime as well do some morally reprehensible acts and get away because a glove couldn't fit, right? <laughs> so if Ja, <laughs> if ja is able to beat this case, well, then either way, he still deserves a suspension. Maybe not as long as the year. 
if the NBA's investigation concludes and they decide that, okay, well, yes, this was a real gun and this is what the case is and he, he violated the rules of the league a year, and then I agree with Justin, I'm moving on. And it's, it's, it is not worth the headache and the money. And sorry, Ken, before you hop in here, right, just remember, he better hope that this was Tennessee Memphis that he was doing that in. Where in, like, I think in... I think in Tennessee, you don't have to have like it's an open carry um, state, and you don't have to have. I don't think you have to have a permit or a license for the gun. He better hope that that's where he did it. I, I do want to ask you all a question because y'all might know more CBA wise. Just real quickly, so he is he is is under investigation for breaking what rule is it like the code and conduct? Yeah, the code and conduct. Right. Okay. So in that's terms of that, okay. but. Furthermore, as I said, if he is in a state that is not an open carry state, right, and let's say for argument's sake that that gun is not his or that gun is not legal, no, yeah, he is, wouldn't. no, he is not just breaking the CBA rules; he's breaking yeah, law. Law, yeah. You, you know, you know that's why the first thing they thought as well when they when they when they saw it break. I was like, no, I know the US struggling with this with it with the with the Second Amendment um, and so on and so forth. I hope to God. If this is a uh, a weapon he carrying that he uh, he got a cat a, a, a license and all, I hope he got a license. I'm not telling you if you if you got a gun, you, like one of you guys said, yeah, you be sure that you're the only player that own a weapon, bruh. Like cool, but there's no need. There's literally no need for you to be doing this. You know I'm saying, but I wouldn't I wouldn't move on for, if I was Memphis. Yes, then let, let me just stick that in. Yeah. Yeah, but it banning you for a season. You got to sit down on our bench first, and you got to come to every game too. Every game, sit down. I did. In, a, in, a, in addition, in addition to this, right? I want to say just for whether he wants to do it or not. I feel like in within this year long suspension, if I'm the NBA, I'm mandating that he does um, a full year long, uh, um, um, some sort no. of like whether it's whether it's a, a mental health sort of 100%. something. Yeah, something with either mental and and rehab and rehab. I don't care if you want to do it, you're doing it though. Yeah. What? Yes, and community service. And all, Even that. you you get the full book, the full book, because you could possibly be you people looking at you to be the next face, of the, one of the candidates for the face of the league, brother. What, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, man. So y'all guys said a lot, right? So I can I can try to be I'll try to be succinct with my thoughts where Jamar is concerned and not to repeat the things that we said a couple months ago when we were here talking about Jamar. And that was one of the biggest issues for me with this situation. It was not a year ago, it was a few months ago that we were talking about Jamarant doing this ignorance. So Adam, you said that Jamarant, you know, he convinced everybody. You know, but how sorry he was. He did not convince me. And I'm pretty sure he did not convince many people who were looking at this situation with non-Memphis Grizzlies eyes. Everybody could see when he had that sit down with Jalen Rose that he was just, the might as well have had a cute carrot behind Jalen and he was just reading off of it because there was nothing, you, you couldn't feel Remark. from him what yeah. you needed to, to give you the impression that this was not going to happen again. Jamarant looked at that time like somebody that got called to the principal's office and you were told you have to apologize. 
Outside of that, you you have said the words, but it we goes no further than that. We done it. Correct. So <laughs> so when so when that happened before, I was like, well, hopefully I I said hopefully he learns his lesson because to your point, there is a lack of proper American candidates for the face of the league once LeBron James and Steph Curry and company are off the scene. John Morant would have been in prime position to take that spot. But apparently he, as somebody, I, I think it was Kwame Brown, I was listening to one of his things, he, he apparently wants to be the face of the league in Pelican Bay because he don't want to be the face of the league in the NBA. John Morant is out here being a nuisance by himself. It is not somebody in his crew that is doing it. If somebody in his crew was the one that pulled the gun, we're not having this conversation. But from what we saw in the car, with two men in the car, one man was driving, the other man had a gun. Jamara was not behind the steering wheel. So when you decide, yeah, maybe he have been a weather, and yeah, you got the phone up, I don't have to be looking at you to see you got a phone out over there. What am I doing pulling a gun? Which now leads me to the other part of it, which is there no rehab or there no counseling that can solve this problem? Because you and I, Adam, we know people personally that if you're an idiot today, you're going to be an idiot forever. There's nothing that we can do that or nothing anybody can tell you to help you to not be an idiot. So when you are in the position that Jamara is in, you have already met with the commissioner for this foolishness. You've already had to talk to the police for this foolishness. You've already gotten a slap on the wrist because I could not believe that this man decided, okay, I'm going to check myself into rehab. And I'm missing six games, and the NBA comes back and says, okay, so we'll give you eight, but we'll also count the six that you've missed voluntarily and add two more. What is this for, For I mean, all right, the gun that he pulled at Shotgun Willie's down the road there in Glendale was probably about so big. I mean, that gun, probably you got to put it up to somebody to actually hurt them. But the fact is, he still pulled a gun. The one that he pulled here now is much bigger. This is a much more significant gun. And he is not exercising any kind of judgment. But he's getting better, though. He's he's putting up bigger guns, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so maybe just now we'll see him packing something that needs two hands to hold. Yeah, but on the level of escalation, by the end of next season, he can be rocking the bazooka. You can see him on this time up with a RPG in the middle of the street. Like, yeah, come get some. John, you can't, you can't see he's not working on his game, man. Player development, can player development. So, so join, join, join the reserves. Be all that you can be, then. <laughs> you want to shoot guys? Huh? I remember I when Ja pulled the gun the first time. I remember Bomani Jones. Because you know I like to give credit when I hear somebody say something. Bo said that 
the lot of places that you can probably decide that you can pull a gun and flash a gun and what's not and everything can be cool. Memphis is not that city. You don't want somebody come up to you and ask you what you means to do with this gun. Because somebody will try you. Especially when they know that you boy here so you, you won't pull the blicky. Just so so easy. And you can got you can got money on you too, brother. Nah, something is wrong with Mr. Morant and he he just will continue to escalate until something goes horribly wrong. And we have a comment here from Jerry saying that he will pull the air. My thing is, right, I am not of that life by any means or stretch of the imagination, right? But I've always been told by people of that life that wow, the moment you pull a gun, you better be prepared to use it. That's the only yes. time you pull a gun. Listen, oh my days. They all say all, all of them say everybody I know. You so you don't even know you hit the nail again. Anybody, I talking about in law enforcement, in the military, in the hood. Anybody I know that talking about guns, that's makes that statement. And that's not island specific. That's global. That's, that's everywhere. Global. If you can pull a gun, you better be ready to use the gun. Hey, AJ, you were about to say something. You seen like if you got some breaking news for the man? San Antonio lottery number, number one. one. Yeah. Uh, pop a game. Pop once again. Right before we started the show, we were talking about Pop. Mm, pop the brilliant, yeah. man. <laughs> so congratulations <laughs> to the San Antonio Spurs fans. You guys have the the number one pick in the draft. So whoever has number two, you know on the clock because you know Ben Bayama is going to San Antonio. Again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my days! Listen, right? Pop didn't even want to risk a mistakenly win games. Must, <laughs> the man, like the man, the man just took a look at uh, what's his name uh, that's in Atlanta. No, say, all right, you see, you you're too good, you know. The man looked at him and said, <laughs> "You are going to win some games that we don't have any right winning." Go <laughs> on from here. <laughs> Trust the process. Trust the process. No, you talk about trust the process, right? <laughs> I'm glad that you said that because now we're going on to the next point. To be or not to be an NBA head coach. Because an NBA head coach job seems to have a lot less job security than we thought it actually did. Because three of the head coaches that had the most winning records over the last three years, all three of them, are now unemployed. First, it started with Bud over by Justin. Last week, we talked about how Bud got canned and how we had, well, yes, we had no sympathy for Bud because Bud had to go. Now, this week, we had Justin's sons get them out washed out by the Denver Nuggets. And, I mean, they were done by 30 points at the half, so... That let you know how bad it was. And then within a day, Monty Williams, former coach of the year of two years ago, he is, yeah, he, he is at the unemployment office. He had to go and catch up with Bud. And then Dot Rivers, who had a 3-2 lead on the Celtics and took them back home, phoned away, sorry, he didn't find away, his team phoned away to he lose. Told, he told, Games six and seven, and he 
to Monty, hold up there, fella. Don't let the van go long. Wait okay. for me. I coming. So he too got fired. So fellas, to be or not to be an NBA head coach, what do we make of all of these post? Because you know, guys get fired at the end of the regular season all the time. But what do we make of these post-season firings? Justin, we start with you. Um, you want me to be specific with each case or just generalistic? All right, I'll start broader view. Mm-hmm. Reality is, is that when you have these MVP caliber, caliber players, these all NBA players, right? You as a coach, the clock is always ticking. So like, if you're coaching Embiid, you're coaching Giannis Antetokounmpo, you're coaching Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, like, you know it is basically for you finals or bust, uh, probably title in the case of lately like um, Milwaukee and Phoenix. But I'll say that each case is uh, peculiar to the others. So let's start with the most recent, with Doc. I don't think like Doc's, I think of the three, his was the least surprising. Like we all kind of knew that this was coming, whether it's his fault or not. Like I pin game seven and six mainly on James Harden and Joel Embiid, but that's another scenario for another day. The stats just really don't support um, Doc Rivers being an NBA head coach anymore. I think in his last 11 elimination games, he's like 0-11. And I can't even count the number of 3-1 or 3-2 leads he's blown now. I think it's up to like six or seven now. I think seven, seven, three, one, three, two leads he's blown now. And a stat that blew my all-purpose cool now, he has... 10 game seven losses which is the most by which is the most by any nba head coach by a by a wide margin of that and the next closest is like pat Riley. so like you go out, you were brought in there because um brett brown could not get this team past the second round and well what did you do like three straight second row exits so like you had to go three straight so you had to go. So that was Doc. And I don't think, unlike the other two men, I don't think Doc is going to get another co- head coaching job going forward. No, let's go with my head coach. Two-time, I think, head coach of the year. Monty? So, yeah, Monty. With Monty Williams, no. Let me credit him first for changing the culture in Phoenix. Like You know what Phoenix Suns were before he got there and what they were since. The issue with Monty, as I told everybody, he was never going to be safe and he knew he was going to be fired or for a multitude of reasons and not even touching on DeAndre Aiden, who I think should be gone as well. But the situation is you have a pair of two love leads that you blew against Dallas last year and the finals against Milwaukee the year in front of that. And then now you're 0-3 in elimination games. The... First one being um, the finals against Milwaukee, as I just mentioned. And then after that, no, you have your last two elimination games are 30-point-plus blowouts at home, not even on the road, at home. Like It's going to be hard to survive a 0-3 elimination record, and on top of that, losing back-to-back 30-plus-point games at home, especially with a new owner. And the rumors is that Matt Ishbia never took to Monty Williams, even when he started, when he came in. So, like, anything short of an NBA Finals appearance meant that Monty was going to go. Um, but <laughs> Coach Budenholzer, <laughs> now that's a, the most interesting case in the three, right? Obviously, we're going to say that 
you know, maybe hard pressed because he won the title. But you can also say he's a very fortunate man because had KD wore a size 13 and not 14, like we're not talking about Bud winning 2021 uh, NBA title, he's probably fired dead. But when you look at, when you take the 2021 title out of the equation, right, and then you look at what he is surrounded with, he doesn't have, he doesn't even have a conference finals appearance outside of that. Like, and the same problems over and over again persist. A head coach that struggles to adjust um, a team that does not defend the art, that prioritizes protecting paint over everything. And then their offense just is like one pick and roll. And then that's it. Like, it's just, there's no creativity to the offense. So it's, a, it's just one playoff area after another. And then when you enter the league's best record, playing a Miami Heat team down to the hero and Victor Oladipo, and you win only one game. I'm sorry to go on this soliloquy just to finish up here. With Bud, no, what was worse about that Miami series is that you got back Giannis Antetokounmpo for the last two games from injury, right? And you had double-digit leads going into the fourth quarter, both game four and game five. Would you know, right, you lose those games. Miami entering those situations prior to those games was 0-51. 0-51 entering the fourth quarter with double-digit deficit. And you, Budenholzer, lost both of those games. Couldn't, you couldn't both back for that. What about you, Adam? That's a stat. Like, I didn't expect you to kind of make that yourself. So, so I was slightly unprepared because that, that 0-51 just... What? That's just not really part, boy. Wow. Four and fifty-one prior to that. So I can, I, I can, I can. It's a big, it's a big segment. Three coaches who I have mixed reviews on. Coach Bud had to go. Had to go. Coach Bud can't coach no basketball. Straight. And it shows the moment Vuce is out. Yes, Green Bay's world. Giannis Antetokounmpo for me is one of. My marquee players in the league. My nickname for him is Zeus. Self-explanatory. He's Greek. Once Zeus was injured, every time Zeus is injured, Coach Bud's tactics, or rather, ineptitude at tactics, is exposed completely. And and myself, Ken, AJ, just saying if you say four is that we in. We complain about this year in, year out. Coach Bud can't coach no basketball. So when you meet a guru like Eric Spolstra, who even with a on-the-roster subpart Miami team, but with a Jimmy Buckets and a Bam Bam, and the workaholics, like the, somebody know them, maybe knew before before this playoffs, like Vincent and them, and who the Bucks have made now into stars because they are both made the conference finals. And as you said, we one game. The moment Zeus was out, the the, the, the lack of of half court sets, the 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 lack of defensive application was so evident. In Milwaukee's in Milwaukee's basketball play, the the lack of stemming simply stemming the flow of a run. At one point in, I think it was Game Three, Miami went on like a twenty-two and one run, and Imari refused to call a timeout. Here we tell you, 
Drew Holiday literally looking to the bench more than he left. I will not forget this player. Inter probably saw it. And I like, I caught but in budging. Like, nah, nah. Play on. Play basketball. Play basketball, man. You're like, you serious? You serious right now? So even though you have an all-world talent like Zeus, like, you have to have an at least decent coach to be able to box consistently in the playoffs. Because, yes, a champion is need some fortune on the run. And, and Milwaukee did very well to win that, win that chip they won, which they won from two, two love down. A lot of people also tend to forget that Phoenix bottled, bottled it a little bit in that, in that, in that final three. So, sorry. Which brings me to coach number two, Monty. I think Monty was is unfair that Monty lost his job. And this is why. All given all your points, which are very, very pertinent, which is very true. You actually reminded me of some. And I had I, I had to say, mm, I don't know if I want to go along on this take no more, because but I, I think the one, the culture like you that you mentioned, also his application of basketball knowledge, regardless of the of the of the of the ability he had on his roster was evident. He might have Donkey J. Crowder looking good at one point. You know what I mean? Uh, he developed Mikael Bridges from a, from a defensive player to a, to a two-way player. That happened under Monty. He developed campaign. You know what I mean? But yet, at the same time... And, and Cam Johnson, too. And Cam Johnson. We got a guy called Biggs. Big up, Biggs. He's one of the three Phoenix fans I know now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Biggs is calling Cam and Cam. <laughs> you know? So, so, but at the same time, you can't go all world talents like KD and Devin Booker and get bunks the way you get bunks. You get them blow out. You, you, you like, if you, if you lose, you can't lose badly. And then that brings me to, Jan, to DeAndre 18. You will touch on it, but I will. Because that, that's another man that I defend. Ken noticed. Yeah. AJ noticed too. That's another yeah. man I defend last season. Said yeah. no man. Wait, wait. Much. You Give defend. You defend. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You defended DeAndre 18? Yes. Be- because Ken and AJ, they warn you. If there is somebody that would get me on a rant outside of Aaron Rodgers, it is DeAndre 18. <laughs> Like, 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 there are two days that will get me on a run, and that and that is the that is one A. That is one A. This is why. I I I I when 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 you drafted DeAndre Ayton, I also like Devin Booker. I I I got punched off for two guards for for two way two guards. Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Psh, you know what I mean? So Devin Booker for me is lovely. Always here to the fact people say, oh, you don't play in the defense. Nonsense. And I hope people can see that this season now. But anyway, so when you drafted DeAndre Ayton, I was like, okay. Possible- mistake, mistake number one. But continue, go ahead. Yeah. Well, well, no. <laughs> anyway, but last season, when he had that spot with Monty and what's up, what's up, what's up, I loved Monty, Monty's response to it, first of all, by saying that's in-house. You know what I mean? Deal with it in-house. Cool. I was hoping, you know, it solve it, resign him, give him the faith, fine, Brown. But even the points where CP was out, Devin Booker was out, 
during the season. Monty giving you the reins. I, I, I see in this much as this man gets set up tactical plays to run pick and rolls. Where all DeAndre gonna do is set the screen, roll to the basket, and get four here and like on, on a rail. <laughs> easy, easy money. DeAndre shining away. So it, it didn't surprise me in the playoffs when he went all week. His mentality is one of the poorest ever. If he had half of what Zeus had, half, a quarter of, of the mentality Zeus had, DeAndre it would be a monster player. So you can move on from him now. Like, I, I am sorry, Phoenix. I apologize <laughs> for defending this man. I'm telling y'all to give him money. Find a way to send him to Utah or somewhere. Somewhere so that send him to Memphis. He's a player with, 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 with that shooter boy. <laughs> right? But I don't find that Monty deserved to go ah, because of what he brought and the run he he, he and, and what he's done. And last but not least, the doctor. The doctor of the rivers. He is a donkey. <laughs> I said it years ago. <laughs> I said, a mule. A bonafide. He has <laughs> coach who has pinned his fortunes on the one chick he won in Massachusetts. Yeah. Where he had three of the greatest players Boston ever seen. One time, he could not even get once LeBron moved to Miami, he couldn't even get that heat team beat. And he had a good squad, not just three big players. He had Big Baby, Kendrick Perkins, Rondo, all them man, Tony Batty, all them man. And he couldn't get past the heat. The heat is the more heat. That's one. Let's go beyond that. He had team up in Orlando. AJ can remember this. Remember this. MVP level team up in, in Orlando. I had it was Reggie Miller Pacers. No, he had a three. No, he had a three-one lead on Detroit and blew that. All worse. A three-one. I bottled that. He went to LA Clippers. I had the Lord City boys doing all kind of things, telling the Lakers how one them is the best team in LA, all kind of thing. I ain't make it out the first round. Huh? And Chris Paul then used to get hurt then. So he ain't got the Monty excuse. He had that then. He then goes to Philly. Yeah? And have Embiid and Simmons. And blame Ben Simmons. The donkey he is. Yeah? <laughs> Pick up James Harden. And talk about he have a double MVP. I remember you, dog, in December Christmas. Christmas just gone, talking about you got a double MVP. Huh? Huh? And, 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 and Tyrese Maxey, who, who you've given green light. And Tobias Harris, he's going to prove why he was the best choice. And look at you. We want you to put away the leprechauns. You up tree too. You can silence all of us. And you get blow to France. Not Cancun, to France. You deserve nothing, Dot Rivers. You are at 50, top 15 NBA coaches, and people have the gall, the unmitigated gall to measure Doc Rivers. Trash, nonsense, foolishness. And you see a half-court set yet. I see one yet. Dribble, dribble, dribble for a hard and fire shot, hit the rim or score, and pick or, or high, high, high post, pick and roll to Embiid, let him do what he want. Doc Rivers, sorry, sorry. 
or give Maxi the ball, let Maxi get an ISO, left or right, um, down through the middle, or step back three. Tobias Harris on the low block post, or step out to the, to the, to the corner three. And further to that, further to that, you had, you had, you had the shoe, the, the, the shoe head boss, the man that got more shoes than everybody and refused to apply a defensive scheme to stop Jalen Brown surrounding it by TJ. Um, we need huh? Don't you can go, you can go. I done it. You can go. You meant PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker, the sneaker huh? king himself. The sneaker king himself. You can go, dog. You can go. You can go. I mean, I'm glad that Harden ain't getting the rings. Nothing's for heat. Call me about the deep green girl for that one. <laughs> All right, AJ, your turn. Uh, Justin, I don't know if you know this, right? Obviously, Adam and Ken already know this, but. Tracy McGrady is my favorite basketball player all time. Like I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, Tracy McGrady. Like obviously Jordan to me is a goat, but my favorite personal favorite, Tracy McGrady. Right there, yes, there yes. he goes. And uh, <laughs> Adam, you mentioned when you mentioned that situation with Doc, <laughs> the three one lead. But, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to start with Doc, but I wanted to start by mentioning this, right? And this is that's part of the reason. That's a lot of the reason when I start watching, uh, like why I start watching basketball. When Tracy McGrady became a Nick, I couldn't take on her. Yeah, um, boy, yeah, that, that was that was hard. some very dark days. But anyhow, I, I did get upset with McGrady during that because you remember he did an interview and he said it feels good to be in the second round, huh? When they were up three-one, that that was idiocy too. I, I was upset with him on that. But in any case, I've never liked Doc Rivers. I think Doc Rivers is an absolute farce. And, and as, as we all know, as we all know, and Adam, you already said it, the man won a ring at a time when he had a big three, when there wasn't another big three in the league. He had three of the, of the, the greatest players, as you said, the Celtics had ever seen, three of the best in the league of their generation all together, still not necessarily in, the, in their prime, but not, well, not, not, not very well past it. Exactly. Not far out of it. Yeah, because KG still won a defensive player of the year that year. Exactly. So. Exactly, and so, and they also had Rondo at the point, mm -hmm. and, it was, and it was the other near just slipped, Kendrick, Kendrick Kendrick Perkins was the center, yeah, Kendrick, right. yeah, yeah. So they had a quality five. You, you realize that man used to be in MVP conversations for like that whole decade, right? Then three men, right? So, so, so he won. He won the one ring with them, and then after that, it has. Been, I don't even feel the need to to go back over anything else. I just wanted to say that Doc Rivers is a farce. He don't deserve to be working anywhere. Doc Rivers shouldn't even be coaching AAU basketball right now. Go home, yeah, yeah, now go home and play with the children. That's it. You're you're done. Just just log out for us, Doc. Log out. What? Right. <laughs> so with 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 Coach Bud, right? I must admit, because Bud was. I guess getting a, I would say a bit more headlines during the Bucks time to me, which is more as a, a, around a time when I was not watching as frequently. I, I wasn't as harsh on Buck uh, Bud as Ken was. Ken is the one who really pointed him out to me, right? And since then, I started watching. I was like, geez, yeah, this man real terrible, though. Like this man real bad. Like he don't, uh, he's not actually doing anything. He's not actually doing anything. I, I'm, I'm, I don't feel as strong as I do about. Bud, as I do, Doc, 
But I think based on how the Bucks have, to me, it feels like seemingly regressed since winning the chip. I think Bud had to go. Um, I, 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 I was kind of on the fence when he got let go because I was a bit surprised, but at the same time, I wasn't, if, if, if that kind of makes sense. But I was on the fence about it, but I, I don't think it's a bad decision. We move on swiftly to Monty. And I think I think um, Justin already kind of went in depth on this, so I'll just probably piggyback off a few points here. I think that in Monty's situation, he's obviously a better coach than the other two combined. <clears throat> Without question, right? I think a lot of, of, of him being fired was circumstance. It, it's not necessarily his ability, but just circumstance. The other two are not good. Monty was just in a in a in a somewhat untenable situation, and I think because obviously what y'all mentioned the least blown, but I think what most importantly dra- drove the nail into the coffin was, as Justin pointed out, there's a new owner. You know how new owners like to put their own stamp of approval on things and bring in their people, and so I think the Suns losing in that manner, which was like a culmination of their of their failures in the playoffs in the last few seasons, that just gave even more impetus to the new owner to be able to say, all right, well, yeah, your, your time is done. We thank you for your service, but we will move on from here. I, I, I think Monty was a victim of circumstance. I was surprised that he was fired because I honestly thought he would have had at least a full season with the KD. Um, yeah, man. At least straight to Billa. Yeah. I, I, I thought he would have had a full season. So I, w- I was kind of surprised at that. But then, like, looking back at all the other factors, I felt like there was enough to make an excuse for a new owner to, to get rid of him. Monty, come down Detroit. Come on, Detroit. Like, come and develop. And, and again, Justin, this is another thing. Like, I, I don't necessarily have an NBA team, but my favorite, if I had to pick one, it would actually be Detroit. Now, mind you, I don't think i ever seen the Detroit Pistons win another ring in my lifetime watching basketball because I, even, even with... Even if they, they were to somehow draft somebody, I don't see who they're bringing in to compete a team. That 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 franchise, that city is just not it ain't it. But I would love because I was a fan of Kid Cunningham as well. So him going to Detroit sort of made me like try to look at them a little bit more. I would love Monty to come down there. Monty will get another job. But hey, I, hey. what I am unsure about, Doc should not be working anywhere in basketball. I have an idea where these two coaches. You know you can get another job. No, he's you, know, you know, somebody he's can pick up dog. Somebody, some, somebody can pick up dog. I don't know how, why, but <laughs> so, so before we get to the to these coaches and 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 what might happen happen next, <clears throat> I'm not going to go in depth on on Bud again this week because I went <laughs> in depth on Bud last week, and I said just for everyone to remember. I have every year until Minnesota and Chris Finch made the playoffs. I said that Bud was the worst coach, coach in the playoffs. So that every single year, every yeah. year, Fact. and he proved it every year because you cannot tell me that you have Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and your play of choice whenever you get in trouble is give Yanis the ball and let him drive the key and either take the three, drive and score, or drive and kick. That's that's the extent of Bud's playbook. So 
when that happens and you go and you get your more rinse out by the Miami Heat in five games when you were the one seed and they lost the first round of the playing and had to win to get in as the number eight, you have to go. He, as somebody, I don't remember who mentioned, had he not won the chip back in 2021 it was, mm -hmm. he would have been fired that year. He was on the hot seat and then somehow miraculously he won the chip. All right, fine, no problem. You won the chip, you get to hang around a little bit longer. No, you put the bed, go home. <laughs> Fair, fair. <laughs> to Martin, I, I guess I'm taking in the same order as everybody else did. So to Martin, now, I had a little bit of sympathy for Marty. From the perspective that AJ mentioned that Marty, he is not the general manager. The general manager decided to pull the trigger and trade away pieces that he was using the year before and all year long to get Kevin Durant. To be fair, it's Kevin Durant. So you can do what you have to do to bring in a ton of that caliber. But when you do what you do to bring in a ton of that caliber and then the rest of the team just looks like nuts and bolts, then you get what you, you got to get with your tit. So unfortunately for them, they ran up against the number one seed with who should, I believe should have been the MVP, Jokic, playing at an all-time level. So I had some sympathy for him. But you have to say that if you are the coach of a team that is favored to win it all, and two years in a row, you are down 30 points at halftime, in not even the same kind of circumstance, but two different kinds of circumstances. So 57 to 27 against the Mavericks, which means that your offense was in net. But no, you come out now and put up 51 points, but down to 81 points, that means that your defense now has fallen apart. You have been spots with the likes of uh, DeAndre Ayton, who everybody right now willing to put in a pine care and push it on the hill. I and don't know. I don't know why it's right now, but... <laughs> I mean, they've been ready to get rid of Ayton. I thought that it would have come down to Ayton or Monty, and Monty would have went out. But apparently, it's both of them that getting tossed out. Along with Chris Paul, or I should say, the shadow of Chris Paul, because he and his gimpy hamstring and his one too tight groin, I don't know what he up to down in Phoenix, that he boy pulling groin like that. But he, but they picking up these injuries all the time, the team is not going to be able to, to sustain itself. And as hot as Devin Booker was, it was only a matter of time before he cooled off. Because when we saw what Denver did in the first round to Minnesota, I have been on record by saying that this is the most application I have seen the Denver Nuggets put to defense in my life. I have never seen them play defense like this. So it was a bad matchup. I do feel some level of sympathy for Monty. I guess I'm the only one in the panel really though that got any kind of sympathy for Doc. Because I will agree that Dot Rivers, yeah, the, the, follow me here, right? So Dot Rivers, Dot Rivers clearly has stayed past his shelf life. He managed to win the, the chip, as you guys mentioned, with the big tree and all that. I ain't going to buy through everything I want to say. The reason why I have some sympathy for Doc, right, 
is that you cannot, as a head coach, legislate for your two supposedly best players not turning up in any game when you needed them to actually show up to win the games for you. How is it? I would love for Doc to go and have an honest interview where he gets to say exactly how he feels. Because you can't tell me in Big 2023, when you miss an MVP, do not score 10 shots, right? And you are going to sit up there in a press conference and say that me and my best mate, James Harden, we can't win it on our own. When your best mate plays 41 of 48 minutes in a blowout game, and he is the primary ball handler for your team. So nobody has to give him the ball. He has the ball all the time. And he takes 11 shots. 11 shots in a whole game. And you're going to tell me that you can sit up, you got the goal to unpick your teeth and say that we can't win a game by ourselves, brother. If y'all was not on the floor, chances are you don't get beat that bad. Because y'all did nothing. Nothing at all. So, I made mention of who I thought should have been the MVP. Because, yes, it's a regular season award, right? But... Only one player has been so consistent throughout the entire playoffs so far and has been guiding and directing and carrying his team all the way to where they are now in the finals and that is Nikola Jokic because when we see Joel Embiid get when the lights are brightest he has been hanging around James Harden too long because when the lights get bright and the oven get hot, these two men disappear. Disappear. And, and that is why I have some sympathy for Doc. Because I, I don't remember the name of the comedian. I put it in the chats though. Y'all saw the video where the man was like, these men just not hooping. How am I supposed to win games if y'all not hooping? What am I supposed to do? Party Sea Worlds. There you go. When the two men that I have been depending on all season long just decide, you know what, coach? We take it tonight off. In a game seven, though? So what's supposed to do? Because, you know, if Dot decided, well, these may not play anything at all. I can just bench them. We would have been here saying, but Doc is a madman. How you can decide that you can get a game seven and don't play and be in Well, I didn't say you can't play Harden because we know what Harden is doing game seven. Nothing. Harden is give you less than Ken Griffith effort and Ken Griffith to be at home watching it on TV. So that would tell you, no, I I do feel a little sympathy. I feel a little sympathy for Doc. I get, I get you. And that is a very fair and credible argument. But what I will say this is a very succinct reply. What I will say to you is no one wants to be the one in one and 51. <laughs> cool. That's it. That's it. Fair point. So, fellas, I mean, we, we talked a lot about these things so far, but it would be unfair. We remiss of me for us to end this week's episode without touching on this last question. To be or not to be unemployed? Because... The Seneca, we got some musical chairs happening here. We, we're hearing 
that a lot of names and a lot of places are getting you know matched up we're hearing that monty is getting attention from from uh, milwaukee we're hearing that bud is getting some attention sorry justin i started to laugh but he gets some attention from the phoenix so don't do it please justin is not please justin <laughs> <laughs> so 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 to, to you know in the past it used to be a mom would get for it and you go home and you relax yourself for like a year or two and then you will get himself another job that doesn't seem to be the case here so justin to be or not to be unemployed what we'll be doing with these coaches and these openings um i suspect what's going to happen is that but it's going to end up in philadelphia um, simply because like he was an assistant there and I just think that from the way how, as y'all as sorry as as y'all mentioned before how he develops players and whatever or not and he brings a lot of cash here with him. The only other person I could possibly see um taking him out and I hate to mention the fact of this right is Mike D'Antoni simply because as you know the James Harden love and also the general manager is Daryl Morey. So, like, I feel like Daryl Morey is trying to put the band back together, but like, you don't want Mike D'Antoni anywhere around a semblance of a good big man. So, I think it's going to be uh, Monty Williams, especially because he's had time in Philadelphia as an assistant coach there before. He knows, like, he knows the area, he knows the, the organization, and players seem to love Monty Williams, especially with this tough love. So I'd say Monty there, and if not there, then he's in Milwaukee. With Phoenix, I, I'm i trying to balance as what I want as to what will happen. But I think both I think both are going to end up happening, which is Nick Nurse. I think, I think because like when you hear Ishbia talk, Ishbia is about winning right now. So to your earlier point about Monty not being a general manager, James Jones was not a general manager in either instance either. Apparently, the, the word on the street is that Ishmael was the one who navigated the entire Durant trade, and then Ishmael was the one who pulled the trigger on Monty Williams as well. So it, it's clear, A, that Ishmael is about winning, and B, if that is the case, Ishmael is not about bringing an unproven assistant coach to do that. He's looking for a big name. And really, the only names out there who have won titles before Moving, not named Dot Rivers. You're looking at Coach Budenholzer, which again is not going to fit that Phoenix culture. So then, is likely Nick Nurse. Like, I want Nick Nurse, and I think that that's the direction he's going to go. So then that leaves Milwaukee, and I am not sure where Milwaukee is going to turn. I think they too are going to want a name who's won before. They'd have to be crazy to be looking at Dot Rivers. I honestly think that uh, Philadelphia should be Dot Rivers' last head coaching job. I think Dot should just move into advisory role. I believe he knows a lot of basketball. He's just not good when it comes down to crunch. Like when it comes to winning time, like when you're up on the lane, we have elimination games. I just don't think Dot is that guy. <sighs> Milwaukee's a curious case. I also. Like, I have them as front runners for Bud as well. I mean, sorry, as for Monty. But obviously, Monty can't coach in two different places at the same time. So, if not Monty Williams, then I'm going to say that they have, uh, I can't remember his name, but they have a widely regarded assistant on their bench. 
And if not there, then I think somebody like a Chris Quinn. Because I know a lot of people are trying to pin other people in Milwaukee, but having lived in Wisconsin for two years now, right, I now understand what it means in terms of um, a city, uh, state's culture and ethos is born upon a team. So there's a particular level of player, a particular level of coach that you're going to bring in. So take, for instance, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Ime Udoka is not, would never have been pursued by Milwaukee simply because obviously of the stain that followed him from, you know, how he left Boston. Milwaukee, Wisconsin in general is not going to accept that type of, it's a conservative Midwest place. So they would not have gone after Ime Udoka. So I'm guessing somebody like a Chris Quinn that comes directly out of that heat camp if they don't get uh, Monty Williams. What about you, Adam? <clears throat> what do you think happens here with these these jobs and these coaches? Man, Justin, Justin, Justin's really met your thing, boy. <laughs> uh, kudos, kudos, kudos. Um, uh, uh, Nick Nurse, for me, coaching ability is okay. I still think he was a fortunate coach. In winning the chip in, um, in Toronto. So that gives him a lot more pedigree than I believe he merits. Uh, call me harsh, but yeah. But I would like to see a Nick Nurse in Phoenix. A Nick Nurse in Phoenix, I wouldn't mind. To see to see then what he would do with a team then that needs key pieces and stuff like that. And how the owner would influence that. And yes, you got some other front office issues in Phoenix. So how that plays out will be an interesting watch. Um, uh, Coach Bud, I know if Coach Bud getting a good job, boy, but somehow these men is fine jobs or jobs is fine them. My preference, I would love Coach Bud to go to Philadelphia and all of them there together. Let them just die a slow death. Over all that trash down there. Slow death. Uh, me personally, um, I don't know. I don't have the insider knowledge to know how how well or how much Philadelphia would be interested in a in a coach Benoza. But that's where I would place him preference wise. Um, Monty, I would love Monty in Milwaukee. No, <laughs> Milwaukee too. Milwaukee would love that too. What I would love Monty Williams in Milwaukee coaching suits because then, because I don't know how many Phoenix games, not you, Justin, <laughs> my other two learned colleagues here, how many Phoenix games you actually saw where he gave it in the green light and there were quite a few this season. All right, come now, you start oh, me now. Oh. Come, like, you don't want me to. <laughs> The eating thing, right? For sure. So, 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 the Andrew eating thing. This is why Justin Vex, because listen, listen to me, right? Set plays for so much, so, so much, so that's what developed Mikael Bridges into, into so, such a great score because he was the offset, he was the X factor. You know what I mean? He was good. Monty's system is one reason why I like Monty's system too. It is not the triangle, but it's a, it's a box and one on defense. And a and a high three and two on offense, which is provide lovely 
for a two guard, Devin Booker, or a three forward, Mikael Bridges. But then if you got a big man, that could that, that could Listen, that could, that could, no, hold on, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Adam, man. Look, you, you start me now, right? Do not ever use the term big man and Ideandre Ayton again. Again, y'all be poking me the internet. So you talk about Ideandre Ayton situation here now, right? I want the viewers that are watching here know, right, that sit down and think that, because I know a lot of people say, oh, man, the organization of fear DeAndre Ayton, Marty ain't like DeAndre Ayton. There's a reason Marty did not like DeAndre Ayton. I'm going to list them for y'all very quickly. The very first thing is, right, DeAndre Ayton, if DeAndre Ayton was a big man that was not mobile, right, and did not have good hands, then all, all bets are off and all, like, no problem. But DeAndre Ayton is a physical specimen. But he does not play like such. So let's go through the problems, right? Let's go through the problems, right? Like like Adams mentioned, there's a ton of space created by but for DeAndre Aiden by the players that he just mentioned. The issue is, if you ever catch him on pick and rolls, he does not go any further than that free throw line. Does not dive any further there. He does not play with any physicality. So you're not he's never going to free throw lane because he does not use any physicality, even if you switch a guard onto DeAndre Aiden. The movie will always see he turns over his left shoulder to his shoot some sort of short hook shot or a fadeaway jumper. That is DeAndre Aiden. So he does not get to the full lane because he does not play any physicality, whether a forward or a guard is marketing. He does not attack the offensive glass. So you can sit no rest assured, know that you can run up the court because DeAndre Aiden is not attacking the offensive glass. He is not a rim protector in the slightest means of the word rim protector. DeAndre Aiden is not that. If you're not in the basketball, the source rim protector, DeAndre Ayton will not be on page one, two, three, or 84. He will not be there. He does not protect the rim. He does not know positional defense. So somebody, Nikola Jokic, will terrorize him day in, day out, tomorrow, 2025, 2055, when Nikola Jokic is old and has grandchildren, he will still terrorize DeAndre Ayton. This man does not do what big men are supposed to do. And if DeAndre Ayton had the slightest sense of basketball IQ and mental toughness, he would realize all he had to do to get points was attack the offensive glass and run the floor hard. It is not hard. It hard. Come on, Adam, man. <laughs> well, that easy. Well, that easy. That easy. So, uh, like, I, I think a little hard for the real protection. But all your points are pertinent. And my, my biggest point problem... Against him is menta- his mentality, his lack of uh, lack of aggression. Because the moment you Sorry. get, I've seen, I've seen AD torment. Okay, fair enough. We call it MVP caliber players, but these is big men. Who are you supposed to be matching up against? Who have the ability? Who you have the ability to also go at? AD, Jokic, Embiid, um, I, Zeus. I've seen Gobert. But um, DeAndre De Aiden. I want you to like, know in that 2021 finals, right? Milwaukee, if you watch over that six game series, Milwaukee absolutely ignored DeAndre Aiden. Like, yes. Ignored him. The man said, okay, no, who is not? The man said, if he beat me, so be it. But who will not beat us is Devin Booker and Chris Paul. The man said, no, say, right. we are going to take away and contest every mid range jumpers. We do not care for wherever you rule. The man completely ignored him. Facts. Now, watch this. Just to finish off on my point with the coaches, if Monty, if a Monty gets to Milwaukee with a Giroud, a Chris Middleton, and that Greek god called Zeus, I would I would pay money to see that. Because Monty then 
will show you how deadly a, 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 a half decent big man, far less an MVP big man, could be in Zeus. And I think he would also take the pressure, um, a lot of the pressure that Zeus has on him, because Zeus's ball play literally has been get the ball. But would give has Ken said, give Zeus the ball. Everywhere else, just wait for the outlet pass or he going to the bucket. Head down. Um, I think a system um, that, that that Monty would in would employ there would also get it. Can, it can only make him better. It can only make him better because it can give him time, some time off the ball as well. All right, AJ, you got anything to add? Uh, Not to say anything about Doc. No, I said number, but I ain't got that sort of time anymore. You got that sort of time. <laughs> you know, we, we got we's big man. We got things to do. I ain't talking about, about rivers. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> just because I, I hadn't I hadn't laid it out as much as these guys did, so I'll kind of just um, piggyback off of their points. I I actually like the idea of Monty in Milwaukee. Um, I think Monty's too good to not have like a, another championship caliber job at this point. My granted, I know I said just a while ago, like come to Detroit, but he's way too good to be coaching in the Boondocks at this point. I, I like, I, and and <laughs> to that point, Detroit even too good for Doc. But anyhow, I just had to get that in there. But but I I think the multi to Milwaukee seems to make sense to me. Um, and again, both of y'all already said this, but the the butt to Sixers and and y'all outlined for for a plethora of reasons why it could happen. And left this one out. The Sixers are desperate. They are they are a desperate organization. Sometimes they don't necessarily um, operate with the, the the best business sense. They do things out of desperation because they think that this is the only move. I can see them actually going after Bud because they think he is available. He has already won a chip. They did this with with, with they did this with the incumbent. Well, he ain't had no right being there in the first case, though. After I tell, remember, I told y'all here first, right? Yeah. If Philadelphia loses out on the Monty Sweepstakes, right? Mike D'Antoni is going to be their coach. Remember, I told you this. Okay, cool. I all mean, right. all, all I'm saying is, get that. all I'm saying is, they're going to do something desperate. It could be D'Antoni, it could be, but either either one is a desperation move to me. But um, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I'll I'll talk. I'll leave it at those two. All right, well, I don't really have a lot to add because I've laughed so much tonight. I've wiped tears out my eyes in every segment, every single one tonight. So I've been have I've just been having a ball. I would love for um what's his name? Bud to go down in Philly as well. But I don't have good I don't have any good reason for that. I just don't like Bud and I don't like Philadelphia. I I hated the process as a concept. So if you put the two of them together, I am happy because then all I need to do then is to bring in Dylan Brooks and Jamaran. I ain't happy. I think guys, all the people that don't like are wanting. So then I be I be I be good as rain. Um, with regards with regards to uh, to me, I can't forget my thoughts together. Um, yeah. Oh, right. The other thing I was coming to say where Philly was concerned is that Justin, the only reason I don't think I'm not 100% confident that D'Antoni gets there if Monty doesn't go there is because right now we already hearing the rumors that um, James Harden don't plan to be there next season. 
and he wasn't planning to be there if Doc was going to be there next season. But but here but this, but this is what I was coming to say. If I was the ownership group of Philadelphia, I would not give him that opportunity. I know that he said that if they kept Doc, that he was looking to leave. I was getting rid of both of them because <laughs> he serves absolutely no purpose to my organization, and yeah. Doc clearly was not good enough to get the job done. So. And when you can, but the only issue is again the man that co-toes to James Harden at every opportunity is in the front office in Daryl Morey. And I think everybody has learned from Dallas's mistake. You can't let a player walk for no for nothing. And I mean in the mistake they let with Jalen Brunson walking out the door without at least not attempting to trade him. Like you can't let anybody leave for nothing. And James Harden, as bad as we know he was in closeout games. You can't let the man walk up the door for absolutely nothing. Like. So, you know, the, the rumblings, the, there's some rumblings going on that Mori got did Mori there's number two, you know. No, that would have to happen, and I think that should happen. But yeah, yeah. of course, because the one thing that I consider to be a massive dereliction of duty is that you're going to give James Harden all of this um, power in your organization. But James Harden says that he wants to. He's thinking about going back to Houston. He, I made this comment in one of our chats today that he might want to go back down by Emil Yudoka because he and Emil Yudoka might be kicking it the same kind of way. It, it could be that because Emil has already accepted the job in Houston, whereas if he was still unemployed, he well, except for Milwaukee, as you so eloquently stated, Justin, he would be on the top of most of these teams' lists right now. Emil probably is going to have a jersey lifted in the rafters in Houston. Maybe not in the arena, but in another yeah. arena of sorts. Look, so the, we will... We these strict clubs in Houston will have to be free from the boy. Two of them in the strip. James got James' jersey up for sure. Correct. They already. So it's just waiting for Yudoka to come and join it. So, I mean, this, this is the state of the NBA that we're in. I'm not even going any further tonight because we have been here for a while. I have had a ball. Listen, I have laughed my belly full tonight. I have my eyes don't have any dust anymore because all of my tears have washed them away. We have had a blast. And for those of you who have caught this show, we are happy that you could have joined us for any of it. This, I mean, this is the most fun I've had probably in any episode. And we need to do this again. We need to do for this sure. For sure. again. So, Justin, before we get out of here, tell the folks where they can find you. So, before you do that, please, please, please subscribe to all to these two guys. I subscribe here to, to, to Adam and also to Green Beige Podcast. Like, you know, awesome time. Always good to be on my Caribbean brothers. And then when you're done with that, come over to hashtag this just in. Please put in the hashtag. You do not want Max Kellerman and those cool tits. You want the original This Just In. We are on every Monday night on YouTube, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. We For our short-form content, again, hashtag This Just In. We are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, and we are on Twitter. All right, Adam, tell the folks where they can find you as well. Well, you know, I am I am a babe in this game. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a newborn in this game, but you know what I mean? Up and coming us for 005 on Twitter and I'm on Instagram as well, my personal Instagram. But don't worry about that. You should have some content for me soon. 
please, please make sure I subscribe to these two boys, Green Beach, to the world. Justin, it's been lovely doing this. We have to do this again. Make sure you subscribe to me again as well. Yeah, so again, as I said, thank you very much. We always invite you to like this video, hit the notification bell, subscribe to the channel so that every time that we are on, you can be here with us. So as always, that is AJ. He is the green. I am Ken. I am the beige. And we will see you next time.